What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned into Season 6, Episode 5 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Not much. Just, you know, here, another day, another pile of games to pile through. And I'm excited to talk to you all about them. Absolutely. And, of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. (laughs) What's going on, man? Not much, brother. Just uh, got done ordering steelbooks from Amazon Germany a couple hours ago. So, oh man, the steelbook quest continues. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they they can order directly from Amazon Germany. You know, get them shipped over. You know, it's freaking awesome. What games did you get? I didn't order any games. I just ordered the steelbooks. <laughs> uh, ordered the steelbook for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and ordered the steelbook for Neo Two. Oh, cool. That way I could pick that game up later and not worry about trying to hustle to get the steelbooks in. Cool. That works. Are they pretty expensive or? Uh, Like the Neo Steelbook, Neo 2 Steelbook was like, I think, eight bucks plus shipping. And then the Horizon Zero Dawn Steelbook was like 15, I think. Okay. 13 with shipping. So look pretty cool. So just another thing on my collecting physical items. Cool. Okay. Alrighty, well, we're going to push right into the first item on the docket, which is our playlist. So, we'll kick it to Joe. Joe, what you been playing lately, man? Uh, since our last episode, uh, I've been diving into Snack World on the Switch on there. So, I am almost done with the tutorial missions uh, i think i got one story mission to go against madusa i think desmond you're a little bit further than i am yes i on am that. but uh yeah enjoying it so far you know and yeah i think the translation's pretty cool uh the game itself seems like it's uh you know, above board on there it's like a um, roguelike procedurally generated action rpg on there so you're doing a lot of melee uh, you're grabbing these uh, creatures uh, that the deemed as being snacks on there. So I haven't up, got up to the point where I started using different creatures yet, different snacks. Just got the one that's assigned to me in the tutorial. I think, Desmond, you talked a little bit more about this last week. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. But uh, join the game quite a bit. So I just can't wait to get past the tutorial thing so we can start playing online a bit on that. So. Did you so get this just, on the Switch? Yeah, it's on the Switch, yeah. Okay. And it's kind of funny, but I was mentioned to Desmond, because uh, there was another podcast that talked about the translation into English on there, but uh, there's a few Trump references in the game on there. So, like, the king mentions about uh, building a wall to keep uh, some of the foreigners out. <laughs> I and, totally uh, missed that. <laughs> yeah, and then the princess is like Princess M- Milana. 
you know. No, so. it's Melonia. Remember, Melonia. Every, everything well, is everything is a pun on some kind of food. Yeah. You well, know. thank you for correcting me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So we got so we got Trump references in a in 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 a Japanese in, in a uh, Japanese action, action game action role playing yeah action uh, roguelike dungeon crawler yeah. Mm-hmm. on there so it's a kind of a smart translation in a way you know it's just like i know that's not in the original japanese i can tell you that right now but mm-hmm. not really affecting me one way or another on there and this uh like the one podcast i was listening to kind of didn't want that the uh, equation into their game on that they don't have to deal with the uh, reading about trump or even thinking about trump while playing and uh you know i'm, I'm paying attention to the game itself not the translation i think the translation Got a chuckle or two out of it, but yeah, I just take it for what it's worth on face value. So mm-hmm. it is um, definitely a game not to be taken seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You might say that about our country's politics too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know one of the side quests that basically you have to go out and gather timber, and there's these like three like tree creatures out there the attacking you at the end because they didn't like the fact that you're uh, um you know attacking some of their brethren or gathering some of their brethren on there and they came up to the um, person that requested uh the quest afterwards and apologized for wrecking his timber and they wanted to make amends and the guy said yeah make amends by letting me use your wood and he proceeded to kill all three of them and use them for the timber for whatever structure he was building so it's just Kind of funny to see all tongue in cheek. Well, wait until you meet the genies. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So they definitely, I mean, I don't know. You think the script is pretty on point as far as just fun? And that uh, tongue in cheek fun? Now I want to see what the what the anime looks like in the in the comics. Because, like, it's, I mean, like, the game is rife for, for kind of gotcha, gotcha um, type of stuff. Uh, by that I mean, like you have the like I was saying last last week um, or last time last episode, you know they have these kind of gotcha type type things, and they have all these different toys, and it's it's literally about the whole game is centered around loot and getting your loot. So, so uh, yeah. that's why I'm kind of like, well, whatever, whatever the actual thing is about this game, I'm just like, well, you know, it's very interesting, and you know, just. So wait until you. There's just like more people that you can meet and stuff that you can do, and it's just some of the things oh, that are in this game are just they're just really silly. <laughs> just, yeah, I love the really fact silly. that even though I only have one outfit yet, but the, there's better um, drops if you equip a outfit of a certain color and certain type, and you do have to keep switching your outfit, I guess, to get better uh, percentages of loot dropping. Well, because um, you have to match whatever the hot fashion is. So so yeah. it, it 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 follows, you know, regular time or and it and it basically uh resets what type of loot you have you should wear to get the highest drops and stuff. So you have to be somewhat fashionable in order to um in order to get the best drops and the best stuff. And everything is randomly generated. So um, while it seems like you'll at some point as you progress, you'll be able to buy most of the stuff that you can find finishing quests. Uh, there is this sort of um, gambling, for lack of a better term, term uh, kind of thing where where you, you you're they want you to play a mission over and over again 
in order to kill certain people and get other things so that you might not be able to get you know so that's the one thing that I've noticed is is I've played um I've played levels multiple times trying to get a certain drop and and it's not it's not terrible you know and and they give you plenty of time cuz it's like monster hunter you have like a level your character level and then you have your difficulty rating level and so like they give you things to 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 level up left and right you know but you don't the the game gets harder as the difficulty level gets harder so so it's really kind of interesting cuz the game is actually pretty hard you know it if you don't if you don't watch what you're doing like you will the game will kill you like it'll kill you right out right off the bat i was like wow you know it's deceptively um more difficult than it looks actually uh, it seems pretty easy for me so far but uh you, you know, know if you the, say it's gonna the creatures hit pretty hard and they swarm you so yeah it does get a little harder because you'll be you'll just be like because they the, the they telegraph the, the the villains telegraph their moves but if you get caught in the moves like like they can one shot you. It's really interesting. By interesting, I mean it's like it doesn't seem like I never thought it would be like. Oh, this is really kind of difficult. If you so you just have to kind of bob and weave and stuff. So it's not bad though. I enjoy the game quite a bit. Right on. And also, I've been just playing the back the usual stuff. So I'm still playing Hot Shots Tennis. Uh, playing got back the Titan Quest and. Man, I was commenting to Kevin the other night that, you know, it's like the game's like off the rails. I'm in like outer Mongolia and fighting like ice raptors, fire raptors, like, you know, giant yeti, you know, whatever is out there on that. I just can't wait, you know, until like, you know, I'm fighting whatever, like, you know, ancient Chinese warriors from China. Once I get to the Great Wall, I guess, you know, I'll have to see what the other creatures kind of pop up but you know it's kind of that chill relax game because you know what to do is uh, put my um, playstation dual shock back button attachment on set the attack to one of the back buttons and go at it mm-hmm. on there so it's been very comfortable with that bad boy on the back of it for sure so and that's pretty much all i've been playing this week um i do have what the star wars jedi falling order from the library i'm looking to tear into gotta get into it because i got three weeks to tear it down and beat the campaign before i have to return it so you better get into it buddy you know it <laughs> all right des what you been playing man so for me it's just mainly been snack world you know i have been again it's on my um it's on my switch so I can just kind of run around and, and, uh, and take it with me to various places. So I, I basically just play it, play it when I'm running around doing stuff. Like I, I, I go to work and I'm like, okay, time to take a little breather. (laughs) (laughs) And I play play snack world. (laughs) So, um, I really played much of anything else after that. You know, snack world has been kind of my thing. Um, honestly, um, I can't really think of anything else that I've been playing save, um, um, I guess I play the Apple Arcade games a little bit more, um, but again, it's just really trying to see what's going on with that. I don't really, um, like, I, I honestly just play it when I'm on the bus and I don't want to pull out my, my Nintendo Switch. I'll pull out the, um, my phone and I'll play the Apple Arcade uh, I'm glad that it's only five bucks a month. If it was any more than that, I probably wouldn't have it anymore. 
I do like some of the games I spoke about last last show, um, and those are the games that I'm still playing. It's been really kind of a light week for me. Um, again, really just kind of working on Snack World. It's it's been a really really uh, fun game and time waster. I wasn't sure about the aesthetic at first, but I really enjoyed it. Um, also got another game. Um, I got the Sekio. Uh, Bravo collection, which has like Gunbird and a couple of other uh, games, those those shmups uh, from Psycho from like the uh, 90s, and I was really excited to get that. You know, it comes with a soundtrack and an art book and some other stuff. I think it has an art book, but but they look really nice on my shelf, so I'm very happy that I got both of those, uh, both of those Alpha and Bravo. So I'm super excited about about those games. Um, it really wishes. Last time Joe was visiting, he had. Um, he had a um something where you could turn your your uh your switch sideways so you could play the um those games in their normal uh i guess their normal uh way where you're where you're where it plays horizontal instead of vertically it's uh called a slip grip you could get that from fangamer.com it's like 12 bucks basically i might have to get one because i was just like whoa because it looked really cool so uh, and if it's only twelve bucks, that is definitely the, the the right price. So, because I want to see how those games play uh, that way versus the um, the the, hor- the the horizontal way. So, well, that's only for um, the regular Switch. It's not for the Switch no, Lite. No, no, I have a regular Switch though, so I can just. Play oh, it I know. That's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. So, um, but that's about it, really. Uh, for me, it's just been a fairly light, uh, fairly light, you know. Uh, playlist wise just just i'm really enjoying uh snack world so and i highly you know think if you're if you're playing snack world or you want to play snack world let me know you know um it's a it's a fun little time waster yeah we're definitely uh thinking about getting a discord channel because i know there's an app with the switch that you could do multiplayer with to actually have chat in game but it's like uh you almost if you're gonna deal with a smartphone app, you might as well just get a Discord channel and get Discord download and just say heck with it. <laughs> so you might just have to do that. You know but, it. But that's what I've been playing. So what about you, Kev? Uh, pretty much for me, it's just been Monster Hunter. Um, like I said a, a while, a few shows back, I got I got that bug again, and I'm right at the cusp of getting the of the breaking my uh, level 70 master rank i'm level 69 now which has been kind of been the goal for me because now once i do the uh the assigned quests that break that because there's two of them i have to hunt a garuda and then after that i think that unlocks the uh the tempered brachiodon or brachius brachia whatever uh and uh i think it's a Tempered Gravenous. I have to hunt those two together, and once I do that, my I think my level seventy cap is done, and think it I don't get another cap until like ninety or something like that. Um, I'm I don't know if I'm going to grind all the way to the maximum, uh, which I think is nine hundred nine hundred ninety nine, which I don't think I'm going to go that far, but. Um, I just I can't get the silver and gold uh, the silver Rathalos and the gold Rathian uh, weapons and gear until I break that uh, I can break into level to level seventy and right now in the events quest 
that you can hunt the uh, gold Rathian and the silver Rathalos without having to build build them up in the uh, guided lands, which if I can do that, uh, that would be perfect because I've already been harvesting a lot of stuff out of the guided lands already. So I think I can do my, my augments, at least some of the, my augments okay. Uh, with the with the amount of stuff that I've pulled out of there because you still have to go to the guided lands to get to collect because everything all the pieces you break off of monsters and all of the bone piles and the uh, crystal um, the crystal mining points that generate in the guided lands are all the stuff that you need to max out your the the, um, uh, your end of your final weapon forms so to speak and i've already got my in gear together um i just need just need to make sure that i collect enough in the guided lands to uh uh augment it so and the, and the reason i want to do that is because then i can start doing uh, uh elder dragon runs uh solo uh, with a with a little bit uh, with better gear, <laughs> better wep- better weapons and better options, basically. So, um, I've got my charge blade in in game gear set together um, for non elemental, and then once I get the silver Rathalos and the gold Rathian stuff, I'll have my bow sets together, my and my elemental charge blade sets together because. They all run off of uh, silver and gold, so to speak, uh, because of the significant boost to elemental damage that the silver Rathalos gives. Um, and the gold Rathian, uh, its gear, its its weapons are considered the best of the game in all categories. Like the, the, gold, the, gold, the bow and the charge blade and I think just about everything. Um, is considered the, the the best weapon in in for each class in the game. So that's kind of where I that's kind of where I'm driving toward now. Uh, other than that, I really haven't played too much else. I jumped a little bit further into uh, Dragon Ball uh, Kakarot, and I beat I beat uh, Raditz, and I'm. Still in the beginning of the uh, of the Gohan Piccolo uh, part of the story, where Piccolo is training Gohan to uh, to be a to be a strong warrior to fight Vegeta and Nappa when they show up. And you know, I'm I'm I've told I'm I'm telling myself I'm going to at least complete the Saiyan saga and make a decision as to whether or not I'm going to keep the game. In a way, I kind of don't want to get back in get back into it. Because I have a feeling that it's going to give me more of the same stuff that ticked me off before. And I really want to like this game. Uh, but uh, I think I think I kind of, uh, a part of me is like scared to go further. Because it's like, oh, it's going to start doing the same things that ticked me off before. And then I'm going to wind up taking it back, which would be kind of disappointing. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I have to judge the game based on how I feel it plays. And no matter no matter my feelings, uh, my, my feelings about Dragon, the Dragon Ball license, um, I think the game does some things very well. But 
mechanically is I think I think at least in that first boss fight is where the game falls significantly flat on its face. Uh, so hopefully it can pick itself up and dust itself off from that point, but we shall see. And um, I went on ahead and um, I had purchased a um, uh, an external hard drive, like gosh, maybe two years ago uh, from uh, during a, a a Black Friday for Black Friday from two years ago. Uh, it's a Western Digital, um, and it's just been sitting in my closet because I completely forgot about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that happens. Yeah, so um, I was because I, I need to I need to replace my uh, my computer my my Mac. It, it's it's very long in the tooth now. So I was kind of I purchased it with that in mind. But uh, for those who don't who are pretty are probably already know Macs ain't exactly cheap. So while I'm uh, getting my ducats in a row to get a to get a to get a new Mac, I figured I would just take that uh, hard drive and expand the storage on my PlayStation. So I went on ahead and did that earlier this morning. Um, so I've got uh, I got an additional four terabytes of uh, of storage space now. So now I can keep all my games uh, at least loaded on le- loaded there, and um, uh, not have to worry about uh, deleting games at least for a while. So, so that's good. But other than that, that's really all I've been. That's really all I've been playing. I, I'm I'm thinking about. I've I watched a couple of video reviews of that uh, Kunio Kun compilation that's out right now. Yeah, I saw that. I thought about you immediately when yeah, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm probably going to wind up picking it up at some point. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up now or or wait a while, but I think I'm going to wind up picking that up. So um, some of the games are the only thing that that kind of that that is kind of kind of is that a lot. Some of those games are like rehashes of the prior games that that came out. I mean, a lot of those games didn't were never released in America. I think they said something like eleven of nine or ten or eleven of the games were never never released in in the states, and they've all been uh, translated and everything. But the problem is, is that a lot of them are like rehashes, like from prior games, like particularly the dodgeballs. It's basically the same game, and they just kind of changed. Uh, a background <laughs> or a changed a uh, changed a, a screen somewhere and uh called it another game but uh yeah I think I'll probably wind up wind up getting it because I'll I never play I played Renegade on the NES but I missed out on the on the River City Ransoms I never played those so it would be cool just to go back and, and mess with those. And of course, I'm a super fan of dodge of the dodgeball game. So that right there is reason enough for me to go back. And they also have a basketball game that is outrageous. It's like you're you're the the court the goals are like it's like four basketball rims stacked on top of each other. And like, and if you can get the sh- get your shot to go through all four, you get them. You can score like a maximum of like fifteen points or something. So you got 
all these Kunio Kun characters doing these ridiculous, and you're still punching and beating each other up, trying to get the ball from somebody, and you're doing like these, you know, massive, you know, fifty foot dunks, trying to to get the ball through all four or five hoops, and it looks like a lot of fun. So, um, uh, I'm I, I think there's enough meat there for me to uh, to. Uh, get a uh, hop off of uh 40 bucks uh to check those games out so i think that's probably what i'm going to wind up doing might even pick that up pick those up this week this weekend as we are recording this show i'd be so, interested to hear what you what you have to say about them yeah well, yeah 40 bucks but it's a lot of games yes, in yes, that so I mean, yeah it can good. basically comes down i think what like a dollar 80 or two bucks uh two bucks a game uh which ain't bad so, uh, I, I think I think, and I'm I'm enough of a Kunio Kun fan to uh, to make that. That's not that big of a <laughs> big of an investment. So, my, my thing is, as soon as I buy it, then Limited Run will announce it like a, a second later or something, mm-hmm, <laughs> or mm-hmm. a physical version. I'll be like all sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely understand that. It would be, it would probably, it would be neat to have a, to have a physical disc of that, but. Um, but yeah, I definitely would see the appeal of that, of having that, especially particularly if it came with the soundtrack, because uh, some of the music in those in 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 Renegade, I remember particularly was kind of jazzy for an for an eight bit NES game. So uh, so that's what I've been playing. So we're going to jump into our news section. And we've got Dez handling the news this episode. So, Dez, why don't you let the folks know what's, what's been going on in the world of gaming? All righty, will do. So, the first thing we want to talk about is uh, we're bringing it back. Well, I should say Hasbro is bringing it back uh, because they have just uh, – they did a post a while ago that uh, they're going to be bringing back – I guess they have the uh, the uh, licensing for the Tiger uh, – I guess those old LCD handheld games. Well, it looks like, you know, everything old is new again as they are releasing, uh, Hasbro's releasing uh, some of those back catalog LCD handheld games. You remember those ones that used to, that, that, that your mama wouldn't, wouldn't buy you a Game Boy and they'd give you, they'd be like, here, take this, take this, this, this thing right here. Have fun. Take this tiger toy and and play your, and play your, your, uh, your, your football or your baseball. Have fun. So, so you so, ain't getting a Game Boy. Yeah, you, you got Game Boy money. I didn't think so. So, you, you go ahead and play this, play this, this Tiger toy. So, mm-hmm. had one game on it. Looked like the crap. ghetto Game Boy. Yeah, could yeah, just just having to you you be in the car, just like trying to play it at night on them long trips, just just mm-hmm. praying for a for a street light so you could actually see what you were doing. <laughs> So they coming back, y'all. So it looks like Hasbro is uh, bringing back those '90s classics, those monochrome Tiger electronic LCD handhelds. So it looks like uh, they're going to be releasing uh, a couple of them, actually, a uh, four to be precise, and they are fourteen ninety nine each. Looks like there's going to be uh, the Little Mermaid, so uh, that's cool. Transformers Generation Two, X Men Project X, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Three. Oh my God! They, they, they just jumped over one and two, and I guess three was the one that was supposed to be 
uh, amazing right now. And they're all uh, pre-orderable at GameStop. Most likely they will be at Target and all those big box stores as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know why they're coming back with it. I, I guess um, uh, back in 2017... Uh, Bandai Namco bought back uh, the Tomodachis, so it looks like all those old LCD stuff is is becoming, or they're trying to force uh, a fad to come back, or 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 get all the rage because all the kids, you know, that are our age, that that was young in the '90s who had those or were forced to have those, uh, might be having some bit of nostalgia for them. Um, I mean, I didn't buy a new Tomodachi, and I probably will not buy these. But but what about you two guys? Are, are, are either of you Peaking your interest, I, I posted this on Facebook and tagged Joe with it, and he he turned his nose up to it and and professed that he is a gaming snob and wouldn't touch these with a ten foot pole. So, so he already got his answer. But but what about yeah, you? Yeah, that that would be accurate. Uh, I mean, I didn't even play original Game Boy because I thought the screen was ass. And are you serious? Yes. Ugh. Joe, yes, no, I was you? Game Gear and Lynx only, sir, and even Game Gear was okay. It's just like a portable <laughs> master system, for God's sake. So, yeah, these could I, could I could wipe my innards of my ass on all three of these or four of these <laughs> handhelds. They could go die in a fire because it's like they were made for kids back in the '90s. Why bring these back? It's a because, waste of time. Why? Because you know what? Nostalgia because... could go. By, I mean, if we're talking about nostalgia, I mean they brought back those Mattel. Electronics like football handhelds, like you know, five ten years ago, that was the rinky dinky thing I was playing in the backseat of my car when I was a kid. So it just shows my age, of course. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, nah. these things are a waste of time. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay, what about you? Get? Bring this. I mean, they should bring back the game dot com. I don't know if you guys remember Tiger actually made a yeah a handheld system with cartridges and the oh, whole. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I actually saw I played it at an E3 back in 1997, and yeah, it was garbage. And <laughs> it's garbage then. It's garbage way, now. Way better huh? than the, these four uh, things. Wow. I mean. What about yeah. you, Kev? You you, you getting all nostalgic? You want to do it? Um, I have to kind of float my boat with Joe on this one. Wow. Uh, yeah, because I had one. Um. I didn't want to take well, when I went to college. I went to uh, I attended a, a university University of Prairie View in Texas uh, when I graduated, and I wanted to bring some something gaming with me. I didn't want to bring my any of my my consoles because I was afraid someone was going to steal them. And I thought about well, I could bring my links, but again, you know, I was afraid someone was going to steal it, so. I went out and I picked up um, a Tiger. I think it was either Scramble or Chopper Command or, or uh, uh, Choppers. One of the, it was based off that arcade game, Choplifter. Uh, Chop yeah, I think it was Choplifter. And I it, it, it's it was what you you know it's kind of like what you would go. Well, I used it like this. Okay, if I'm 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 in the desert and I'm dying of thirst, and I see uh, uh, pond scum water. If I'm dying of thirst, I'm just going to go ahead and drink that. But if I had access to my Alhambra cooler, I would obviously 
go there instead of the instead of the pond water, you know, if you're starving in the desert. And that's basically what I did when I for that year in Texas. Because the brother was starving. He had no games, okay? Didn't bring anything. Uh only person I knew with it was an was with an NES was our uh uh dorm what do they call that? The the kind of like dorm supervisor and he was a douche. So I didn't want nothing didn't want to anything to do with him because he was he was an a-hole so uh brother was starving so uh, i had to get i had to get my gaming where i could and uh that type that uh tiger uh uh, choplifter served his purpose but that was then this is now (laughs) and you know you're talking to a gen xer i'm buying that new Intellivision, but this is is I, I think this is a part of nostalgia I can I, I don't need you know it had we had, we yeah. had our time together uh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know I'm what, sad. What, what's what's the joke you know you experimented in college but now reality hits and uh, yeah <laughs> we're done here <laughs> I'm gonna yep. I think I'm gonna buy one for Joe for his birthday. <laughs> nope. You can't tell me what I'm going to buy you for your birthday, sir. If anyone should, I should buy it because he's the one that bought me uh, the division. Two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn around is fair play, buddy. Turn around. I spend that much play. on it. Come on, you gonna spend fifteen dollars on this? <laughs> no. You're talking like Division Two is like, like Alpo or something. It is a, a great games as a service game. We'll all be playing. <laughs> it's it's on that external hard drive, right, Kev? No, it's not. <laughs> Come on, chop chop, let's get let's go. Let's get let's, let's get get our uh, Washington D.C. foray going ASAP, my man. Come on. Yikes. Okay, so 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 okay, so so for us, it's a resounding no on on Hasbro at releasing Tigers. Uh, LCD handhelds, but please, you know, in the comments or tweet at us. Uh, con- uh, contact information will be at the end of the show. Let us know your thoughts. Are you going to buy this for your kids if you have any, so that way they can relive no. the magic of the '90s, or will you spare them that agonizing history? Um, Are you buying one, Desmond? Since you brought it up, I'm not going to buy one. Hell no. You know, I just thought it was very fun. I thought it was very interesting that 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 how things go in cycles and people are trying to rehash old stuff. It literally cost them nothing to do that. Really, you know. I mean, it's probably pennies on the dollar to make those handheld consoles, and they're not pushing anything forward. But hey, you know, they yeah. can make a quick buck on it. Why not? Might be scarce because of the coronavirus. You never know. You know, we'll have to see. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the coronavirus, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, not because, you know, it's coronavirus, because it's really kind of bad, and, and we're actually finding a few cases here in the United States. But PlayStation has decided that it is no longer intending PAX East Due to the coronavirus, they released a statement a while ago, basically stating that because they have various different uh, people uh, and offices all over the world, they do not want their uh, staff to be potentially exposed um, to any uh, to the to coming into contact with with the coronavirus. So PlayStation basically is is playing it safe. They're keeping all of their resources and their staff at home, and they will not be attending E3 as well as. Um, not E3. It was sorry, Pax DC. East. Sorry, Pax East, and um, and you wrote up here again. Uh, GDC. Yeah, GDC. Game Thank de- you. 
Game Developers Conference. Yeah, so. so they are no longer going to be at either of those, either of them. And honestly, I don't blame them. You know, my day job, I work at the Department of Public Health here in San Francisco, so I have you know had to you know uh, read things about that stuff. It's not as bad as everyone is making out to be, but but people are definitely uh, being aware of that. And you know, I'm I'm very surprised that. It hasn't had more of an effect on ver- other other economies um, because a lot of we get a lot of our games from um, uh, from you know China and Asia and Japan and stuff like that. And I, and I was just wondering if um, if we were going to see that um, uh, uh, games being delayed or halted or anything like that uh, due to the coronavirus. And I think this is the or the COVID nineteen is what they're calling it now. Or novel coronavirus. So, I was just—I mean, for one, I'm not surprised by this. Um, but I was uh, watching um, Pretty Good Gaming. I think it's what it's called. Um, and they were talking about uh, how the conspiracy theorists were talking about they were supposed to review, or sorry, reveal uh, Last of Us Two. And so the conspiracy theorist was like, maybe it's not that good, and they're using this as a smokescreen. And I, like, I was like, uh, I really hope that that's not what they're doing because that would be really kind of shitty on their part, you know, to use this as a way to be like, well, we're not pro- we're, uh, our game is not that good yet, and we're kind of holding everything, you know, accountable or, or holding everything to this game, so we're just gonna say no, thank you, and just kind of skip it. Like, I don't think that's that's the case, you know, uh, and I hope it's not the case, um, but. Uh, but PAX East basically, you know, released a statement saying that you know they totally understand uh, that they're uh, that Sony has decided not to not to show or, or to bow out, and they are going to be following all of the uh, public health guidelines about um, uh, cleaning and 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 how to keep disinfection and how to keep the 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 um, the conference hall uh, safe for its for their attendees. So I'm glad that they're upping upping their um, their uh i guess their the cleanliness or, or making sure that it's uh the area is going to be clean for their attendees but having gone to a lot of conventions uh in my lifetime both for comic books and for gaming um uh, i don't know if they can stick stick that claim you know we're going to keep it as as clean as possible because some of those places are not the or not the uh, cleanest places, and I'm sure both of you can contest to that. I could say that, yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw, but the mayor of Boston, Marty Walsh, went ahead and wrote a letter to Sony of Japan asking for them to reconsider their um, decision to pull out of packs on there. I guess he was stating that the um, in Boston and Massachusetts it remains extremely low and that there's no reason that anyone would anyone should cancel their plans to visit the city yeah on there in fact he's worried that the, there's going to be harmful stereotypes i guess there was a media junket just recently where they showed him going to chinatown in boston and eating chinese food just to say <laughs> that uh you know okay. people are uh, still competent that you know this is not uh, you know we're uh, you're not gonna get the coronavirus from someone in chinatown in boston I guess. well i mean in in a, in a much more you know related issue you know due to the you know due to the coronavirus a lot of chinatowns have been uh suffering yeah. due to uh, xenophobia around uh the uh the the, the coronavirus so 
Um, it's. Just, it, I would just like to say real quick. You know, it's definitely something to be aware of. But um, most people in America, I, I honestly believe, are not are, are not terribly at risk unless you have family that 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 travels to China or have or have come yeah. from China recently. So I would just say, you know, please let cool heads prevail. Uh, go to PAX East if you want. Have a have fun. Um, and just be careful. Wash your hands. You know, <laughs> wash your hands. Cough into your or sneeze into your arm. Uh, your 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 um your um your elbow. You get the fold of your elbow. You know, and just just be careful. You know, uh, just be careful. Um, Kev, do you have anything to add to this? Well, you know, Sony's not the only one that's been canceling events because of Corona. Uh, Facebook. Uh, they've got a thing that an annual thing that they're that's I think coming up the next uh, few weeks or was coming up the next few weeks they pulled out of that. Yeah. Amazon had an event that they were going to attend. They pulled out of that. IBM, um, I think Intel has an event that they were going to be part of, and I'm I can't remember what it was. It was something specific to uh, uh, computer technology. They pulled out. So it's not just Sony. Uh, a lot of these um, uh, major corporations are taking a second look uh, at how this thing is spreading and the possibility of that. And it's like, well, do we want to go ahead? Are we running the risk of putting our employees in danger? Because, again, like you said, you've got people coming from all over the world that work for these corporations Um and possibly adding to the problem, or are we just going to put a hold on things for now and uh, wait until you know a better idea of when the lid is going to be put on this thing is going to take place? And I, I think the funniest thing, I mean, there's not really anything funny about people dying from a virus. I'm using funny, and it's a generic term. The funny thing is the, the X-Bot conspiracy hats uh, that, have, that have popped up. Uh, it's like, oh well, Sony fears the power of the the Series X, so they're backing out because they want to wait and see what Microsoft is going to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, well, they don't have anything to show because, and they're using this as a convenient s- scheme to to keep people hanging on to hope because they know Microsoft is coming with all this power with the Series X. And it's like, okay, so IBM, in, uh, Intel, Amazon, they all scared of the sex box. So they all pulled out of their respective, their respective um, uh, conferences and, uh, and, and get together. So, I, I mean, it, it is absolutely hilarious. Twitter sometimes can be so funny. Uh, and 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 the foot the thing that makes it so funny is that I think some of these people are actually serious. Oh yeah, you know, I think they are. they're like, oh, you know, I was talking to someone, or are you, are you, oh, you're really buying this hook line and sinker, aren't you? And it's like, okay, so yeah, Amazon and Intel and Facebook, I guess they're all buying this this thing, hook line sinker. It's called it's called a virus, you know, and it has killed people. And we still don't know uh, it, when, uh, if the 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 when when the cap is going to be put on its spread, and the respective nations are working diligently to to try and put a cap on this. And I think it would be irresponsible of 
of these corporations to go ahead and push forward with conferences and uh, get-togethers, which involve people from their from their uh, from their satellite offices on a global scale, uh, congregating in one area uh, with this thing still going on. So, um, I, I uh, shout out shout out to shout out to the Blaze subscribers who are. <laughs> <laughs> who come up with it with this nonsense uh, for the little for the little console wars? You 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 make Twitter very entertaining. Yeah. So one last thing, uh, there have been two uh, things that have actually been affected by the by the uh, coronavirus outbreak uh, within the video game industry, and it looks like a switch port of the Outer Worlds has been delayed because of it, as well as the Overwatch Overwatch League has canceled its matches that would have taken place in China later this year. So. So while 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 it, it it its effects we don't know how large it's going to be um, it does it has had rippled effects uh, within um, the gaming community so uh, again from us here at um, you know gaming vessels please just take care of yourself while you're out there yeah uh, actually helped out with Outer Worlds because um, they delayed the release of the game and they determined that. Once the game is going to come out for the Switch, they're going to re- release it on the physical cartridge versus the code in the box. So, which is fantastic. I mean, I'm not going to buy it again, but I think that's really kind of cool that they're that they're offering that as well. You know, yeah, they, they saw the backlash that happened once they announced it was going to be a code in the box. So, good because that's terrible. <laughs> okay, so uh, looks like one of my favorite gaming studios, Platinum Games, to make a major announcement. In next week's Famitsu, um, so looks like we're going to be uh, getting a small update on Bayonetta 3's development. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited for that um, because I just got for my birthday from Joe. I appreciate it. The Steel Book of Bayonetta One and Vanquish, fantastic games, both in in their own right. But Bayonetta Two uh, has always been one of those. Uh, sorry, Bayonetta has always been one of those very interesting kind of like franchises. I, I consider her like I, I consider her like the female Dante almost uh, in um, in uh, Devil May Cry kind of like I, I think if they got together, the babies would be amazing. But uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it looks like we got we're going to be getting a small little uh, little uh, little thing about that uh, coming up uh, at at uh, PAX East. And they're going to be showing off Wonderful 101 Remaster and a little bit more, a few more announcements as well. So if you are going to PAX East, uh, be sure to uh, go to uh, the panels for for Platinum Games and and look at those those announcements, you know, and tweet us out. Let us know what your thoughts are on on, uh, Bayonetta 3's development. Uh, Joe, do you have anything to add? Well, this is all part of uh, Platinum and put up a website a few weeks ago saying they have a Platinum 4 and Wonderful 101 was the first announcement. Yeah. So they have three more announcements. And so this game that they're going to unveil in Weekly Famitsu next week is going to be the second announcement of the four on there. They're kind of um, stating that it's going to be from uh, the director of uh, Astral Chain on there so that uh that's gonna be his new game think it's gonna be scale bound so. <laughs> what'd you say think it's gonna be scale bound 
No, I don't think it's going to be scaled no, down. No, that's, so. that's still, that's still uh, Microsoft. And they're like, nope, we don't pay you for that. We ain't going to give it to nobody else. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, the the guy's game, the guy's name is Takahisha Tara. Yeah. He's the lead game designer of Nier Automata, and he directed uh, Astral Chain on there. So this is more than likely his next project that they're going to be. And, of course, uh, Platinum's also doing what uh, Babylon's Fall for Square Enix. Right now, it's now all part of the mix, and they're also, like you stated, developing uh, Bayonetta 3 for Nintendo also, as so, well. Also, there's supposed to be, or at least there was there was rumors about them doing a uh, an up-res and or remake of the first Nier game. So I would be interested to play that one on a next-gen console to see what that looks like. Because although the game was, was very weird, and I found a hard time getting into the music was fantastic all of the near games their music has been phenomenal so yeah platinum didn't develop the first near but they did the second one with square enix so um if that's going to be anything hopefully maybe if platinum's involved or if i didn't uh, know that i didn't know that platinum didn't do the first one i I swear to god i thought they did but um, now that i think about it it doesn't seem like a game that they would do how how it was paced and whatnot but you know who knows but i really hope that they're they are a part of it because if they were to up, update it or or do sort of like the final fantasy 7 thing to it i think it would be fantastic great games though uh kev you have anything to add to this uh well you know I, i'm a fan of their of their action games bayonetta uh, and uh, Vanquish were two, were two excellent games. I'm kind of on a I'm kind of on the fence as to whether or not I want to buy those because I already have those on PC. Uh, uh, I would so honestly, I'm kind of like yeah. yeah I'm kind of like eh. Do me, I, it, it, yeah. is it worth buying it again? I don't know. No. Particularly, I I can run it uh, theoretically. I can run it better than yep. than what's going on on the consoles and unlocked frame rates and. All the shadows and all that stuff. Even yeah. on, I'm playing on a 1080p screen, but my graphics card, I I can I've set I can set all that to ultra, and it just runs silky smooth. So yeah, the no more I think I about it, sorry. yeah, the more I think about it, it's like you know, I don't know, but I spend 99.9 percent of my time on my console, so that would be the reason for me getting it. And I I watched a. Uh, Candyland uh, overview of it was a Candyland or was a Digital Foundry? I, I did oh, it was Digital Foundry, and they talked about it. And it is basically the uh, the only difference between the console version and the PC version is that the PC version has uh, slightly better defined shadows, uh, and in the 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 depth of field is just the the shadows in that in the depth as objects. Uh, recede in the in in the background are a little bit better defined, but other than that, there's really no difference, which is a good thing. I'm happy to hear about that. I hear that uh, at that, and the game is at 1440p, where I think the PC can go all the way up to 4K. Yeah. But since I don't have a 4K TV yet, you know, so it, I, I may get it. I may not. I'm not I mean. Sure. Honestly, the only reason why I got it, number one, is because I really liked Vanquish as a game, and I never beat it. So I'm looking forward to... Uh, Vanquish is amazing. Yeah, putting it in. At, I got to the point where you had to snipe people, and it was too hard. And I was like, all right, I got frustrated and stopped it. So I'm definitely going to play that game. Never beat Bayonetta, the first one, but played it. So I got both of those two. Another thing is... Uh, uh, the Steelbook. And I don't think Joe got it, so I'll have one Steelbook that he doesn't have. So 
you know, and, and oh, it was a birthday. I, I will get it eventually. And, and it was a birthday waiting. present, so I'd have to pay for it. So he literally bought <laughs> yeah, me a steel book that he probably won't be buying. So I'll get it later. Sure. And we'll get it later for five bucks okay. <laughs> on a sale. <laughs> okay, so moving right along, it looks like a game that we've been talk we've talked about before uh, on this show, and a game that I am really interested in seeing, but it looks like it's still not ready for prime time. Is Biomutant, as it is still in development, the developer confirms, uh, and they basically release a little bit of statement. I'm paraphrasing, so. Uh, Basically, you know, we know he says we know that many of you were wondering uh, if the game is still in development. Let's assure you that we've been working harder and more focused on it uh, than now. More focused on it than now. Uh, we're going. We're doing everything we can to make this the best game uh, all of us have ever worked on, and that if we, and that and that it will be entertaining and great as we can possibly make it. We 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 can only hope for our contribute support and patience as we complete the final stages of its development. As some of you might understand or know, the work involved in finishing a game is long, challenging, and unpredictable. The sheer magnitude, size, and length of Biomutant adds to said effort. We will be we will reveal uh, the release date as soon as everyone in our studio feels confident about hitting the date and that the game is ready for it. Again, thank you for your uh, understand understanding and for your continued support and enthusiasm for our game. And that was from the folks at uh, Experiment 101. Now, this game has been uh, in development for, oh my god, like three, four years, it seems like. Um, and we still uh, have not... No, sorry. It, it basically, it, uh, there was a trailer in December 2018 is when the first uh, trailer came out for it. And... They were supposed to come out in two thousand, uh, sometime in two thousand and eighteen, sometime two thousand and nineteen, and we still are waiting for it. Um, and for me personally, the way the game looks and what I've seen from the game uh, right now, they can take all the time that they want, uh, as long as we get a cool, clean, crisp, um, fully rendered idea. Uh, the reason why I say that is because there are so many games now that are rushed out the door, you know, that have to have day one you know, two, three, four, 15 gig downloads or patch data, you know, and I'm just like, stop, don't do that. You know, take the time, polish your game and then send it out the door. Um, and if, and if, um, experiment one one needs to do that, um, uh, fine. I'm totally down for it. You know, now they're being published by THQ Nordic. Um, and it looks like they are, um, they're supporting this. So, um, and there's only 20 people to, to, to make this game and I'm telling them, take all the time that you need. You know, I don't want another no man's sky fiasco or, or game that comes out and the textures aren't rendered right. Or you have to do some other stuff. And like, I just, I'm tired of that. So, so I'm, I'm personally fine with this. Um, Kev, do you have any thoughts about Biomutant? Are you interested in getting it? Uh, are you okay with the delay or, or do you think they need to just, you know, be done with it? I never have a problem with a delay for any game. Um, the law, whatever it takes to, I think that um, it was, uh, oh gosh, it was one of the, I, I think it was, uh, 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 who, who's the guy that, 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 that does the Mario games uh, uh, for Nintendo? Uh, Miyamoto? Miyamoto. I think Miyamoto said something like a bad game is bad forever. Yup. 
so yeah, do what you need to do to get that game to as close as possible to your vision, to your original vision. Um, <clears throat> Anthem uh, would be nice <laughs> if other if other yep. companies did that. Uh, and, and instead of uh, giving us smoke and mirrors and uh, eventually a shadow of the original product that was a, that uh, of what was to be done, uh, this is take all the time you need. I, I don't care what game it is. I don't care what platform is on. If you as a developer after talking to whoever is going to be, whether it's self-published or your publisher, usually you go to your publisher and say, look, we need ec- we need more time to get this the way we want to. We want it. I don't care how long it is because I'd rather sp- spend my hard-earned money on a well-made product than get something that I'm really looking forward to and be ultimately disappointed in. So uh, take all the time you need. Joe, you got anything to add? Oh, well, just, you know, people just need to be patient out there. I mean, Biomutant was the darling of G, uh, what the Gamescom back in 2018, but we really haven't heard a peep from it since. And so it's just like uh, with um, Square Enix and Platinum finally, you know, getting some new information about Babylon's fall, sometimes it, it'd be behoove publishers maybe not to lift the veil on certain games so far ahead in the mix. You know, I prefer that um, if need be to get people properly excited for a title, you know, um, that they announce it when it's a little bit closer to being done, you know, so you could have that momentum kind of building forward on the game on there instead of just wondering, you know, like, you know, I haven't thought about this game in a while. What's going on with this? It's like, you know, for a a while, we were just wondering if Biomutant was just forever dead or something or left on the side of the road or something like that, so... Well, it doesn't look like it's going to be canceled, and that's good. And I, and, I, and I love that the that again, I love that the the developer and the publisher are committed to bringing out a quality product. Unlike oh, other, for sure, yeah. But this is unlike other other studios like E3, oh, which leads me into our next our next story, in which um, it looks like uh, EA can't, has canceled a third Star Wars game, codenamed Viking, and this is before it was even revealed. So it looks like uh, this this Star Wars Viking game was intended to use some of the old assets from Visceral's uh, canceled Star Wars project, you know, codenamed Ragtag. So I guess I guess what was supposed to happen was whatever core or whatever shell that Visceral was working on, this new studio or or this new project was going to take that and kind of frankenstein it into something that could be salvageable and usable um kudos to ea for basically shooting that shooting that you know that thing you know before the old yeller treatment yes like thank you ea like for for doing that for just like i know you don't do a lot of good things but i'm happy that you took that out back and shot it because I have no idea what it was going to look like or what it was going to be, especially after the blockbuster that was Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and I'm thinking, and that's the one thing that we got from Jedi Fallen Order, which is which is which was great, is that if you put out a quality product 
from a a beloved franchise like Star Wars, people will come and they will support you. You know, giving us another, you know, reskin of Battlefield is bullshit. And people did not want that. You know, they didn't want it. Your your pay to win microtransaction bullshit just was not uh, was not appreciated by the fan base. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was, and now you're reaping the benefits of that. So if EA learned anything, I hope it's that if you treat these properties with respect, you know, then you can make you can make some money. So um, also there was a couple of other things that was announced. Um, there looks like there's going to be uh, two more games in the franchise that are currently in development, which I'm not surprised is a Jedi Fallen Order sequel. I'm I'm surprised that that we will not be getting. Like I'm surprised it took them that long to announce that. Once that game sold like gangbusters, they should have. Uh, like I'm surprised it didn't say like, look, you know, mark this date. The second one is coming out. Here you go. And then there's a smaller, more unusual. Uh, I don't know what that means. Project from EA Motive. So I don't know what what EA Motive is. Maybe y'all can tell me. I know Joe probably knows a little bit more, but it's an unnamed project, but it's smaller and more unusual. And my hope is that it's not a mobile game. My God, I hope it's not a mobile game. And I hope I hope it's I don't know what I hope it is, but I hope it's not some shitty ass mobile game. So, Joe, do you have any thoughts about about EA canceling Star Wars? Because you're not really a big Star Wars fan anyway, though, are you? No, not at all. Okay. All right. Well, do you have any any thoughts about, you know, what what this new, uh, smaller, more unusual project could be? Um, Do you know anything about EA Motive? Uh, EA Motive originally was a studio that was founded with Jade Redmond. If you remember her, she was a... Ubisoft executive and kind of the you know people put her on the forefront uh, of Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. specifically. I think a lot of fanboys liked her because she she's you know not bad looking or anything like that as well. But uh, she's very smart, of course. But she is with uh, Stadia right now with Google. She left, uh, but uh, uh, right now they basically um, took Bioware Montreal and they merged it within motive on there and um the only games they worked on so far is star wars battlefront 2 on there but they're working um with a uh, game to be announced on there and i'm not sure uh they were originally working with visceral games on this but uh, the visceral was closed so i don't know what they're working on to be honest so but it's not a mobile game it's just a smaller studio within quebec it kind of encompasses uh, both the original motive studios and then also uh, bio or montreal which kind of merge with motive on there so kev kev uh, what if no no, no yeah. kev, kev kev what if it's a fighting game a star wars fighting game like that one they had a long time ago <laughs> Oh, it was what Terrace Kazi or whatever it's called. Art of Terrace Masters of Masters of Terrace Kazi, something like that. (laughs) What if it's a fighting game? Oh lord. Uh, yeah, we don't need one of those. We don't need another one. He has tried to put every damn like, oh, let's make an Uncharted Star Wars game. Let's make uh, because they did. They they got Amy Henning, and that was the one game that was canceled. That was a more action adventure single player game that they didn't want it because it didn't have multiplayer components. So. You know, and they, they've canceled dumb. three games out of the four that they've worked on. It's just, I mean, it's it's good that they canceled them, but at the same time, they just wasted so many man hours and, and people's time yep. and energy 
on all these games, and they only have one game to show for it. And Battlefront Two, of course, mm-hmm. Battlefront One and Two. I mean, well, think about it. When stuff. you when you only put out two games, and one is trash, and the other one is actually a, a, a darling. I mean, fifty fifty track record isn't that bad, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> Battlefront Two I actually what... shored itself up. Does so you know you don't want to be they took all that the pay to win crap out of it mm. on there. I'm not a Star Wars fan, so I'm not exactly you know going up the bat for Battlefront two. But uh, I would say if you're kind of interested in Star Wars, you might want to give that game a chance. There is a single player campaign with that game as well, so. and it is canon. So yeah. yeah, I played it. It's not bad. Um, in my opinion, it doesn't really. If you're not in it for the multiplayer, the single player is not long or in depth enough to really warrant. Uh, well, at the time, a new uh, the per the new purchase. I don't know what you could probably find that game pretty cheap now. Uh, but as for what this 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 other group is working on, I don't know. Uh, but my I I think you could probably bank your your bottom dollar that. The words uh, "battle" and "royale" will be involved in don't it at some that. point. Please don't say that. Yeah, I, I, I mean that's you know. Hopefully, I'm wrong, oh. but I'm sure that's what it's going to be. It's more uh-huh. of your Fortnite, bleeding edge, no. bull crap. Anything, so. but, anything but Star Wars Fortnite. Anything with Star Wars Fortnite. <laughs> I can't take it. I can't take uh, it. Yeah, get, get ready, bruh. We're talking that Disney wants that paper. Disney <laughs> wants that money. We need this multiplayer so, money. Yo. Yeah, we need we need we need we need you to uh pimp this out in the most effective way. And uh, unfortunately the theme du jour is the battle royale. So it would not surprise me if that is what they're working on. So my hope, honestly, is that we as is and I know this is not going to happen, but I would like them to to do a Final Fantasy 14 style redo of Star Wars Old Republic, the um, the um, the online mobile game, uh, the sorry, the online game uh, MMO. I would like them to do something like that and restart that because supposedly that's the new the new trilogy is going to be in the. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic universe or timeline, so it's going to be a thousand years before uh, Luke Skywalker and the Skywalker stuff. So, so I mean, that's I think that whole area is ripe um, is ripe for uh, for revamping. And when and when you the the rumor now is that we're supposed to be getting a remade Knights of the Old Republic um, coming soon. So I, I think I think once either EA gets with the program or Disney revokes their license and gives it to someone who gives a shit, uh, we, we're going to be seeing a lot more um, Star Wars video games. Um, I do believe that at some point, and my fingers are crossed, that we will have a Star Wars uh, video game renaissance. Um, but it just takes... T- it's just going to take time, and these people are going to have to have the cojones to get out there and do it. Yeah, and Disney's gonna Disney is gonna have to be willing to take to take a risk. Yep, really Disney's are. gonna have to be willing to take a risk because it, uh, otherwise they're just gonna go with the the plan that gets is gonna reap them the most the most money. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, the plan has the words Royale and Battle in it. So. Stop saying that. 
Stop. I don't know. I, I deem you know right now with Disney. I mean, it's it's like the craft macaroni and cheese of video games, in my opinion. It's like okay, we're gonna <laughs> slap on. Oh, now what Star Wars like noodles, you know, up in front, you know. So it's just. I, I want someone to actually roll with a game and actually produce something uh, that is worthy <laughs> of being a video game and, you know, not just it being Star Wars slapped in the front of it for maximum, you know, profit potential, that kind of thing. So. Well, you gotta, that's the thing, though, because you got to make a game first, you know, and and then whatever, you know, IP or whatever you're doing is second, you know, get the get the design down, get the mechanics down. You know, get the characters down, you know, and then and then people will come. They really will. So um, so our last news item uh, for the show comes to us from uh, Three Fields Entertainment. Uh, and they announced that they're going to be doing Dangerous Driving 2. Um, and they're going to be releasing more info come PAX East. So you guys out there, you know, if you're going to PAX East, it's going to be a huge huge show so you have a lot of stuff to look forward to and so so the original dangerous driving uh came out not too long ago and uh it, people are saying that it was a breath of fresh air uh considering uh up, up against competitors like forza horizon and the need for speed games um dangerous driving is sort of like the spiritual successor to burnout paradise um but it's a much it's, it looks like it's, it's a little bit of a smaller team um and they're coming out with this basically uh, a second a second version of, of of an already you know kind of underrated uh, gem. So if you were a fan of Burnout Paradise, you know stay tuned for uh, Dangerous Driving Two. Have either of you played Dangerous Driving? I have. Um, we both owned it. Yeah, yeah we both have it. I have. Um, when you first boot it up. It really gives you those burnout feels, but the more you play it and the more options that you see are missing from the final cut, oh. it it really is literally a shell of of what burnout is supposed to be. Um, I mean, and this is the, the guys the guys that did one of the guys I think the guy that heads the company is the one that actually made created burnout. Uh, so. I see where he wanted, where the, he and his team were trying to go. I just don't think they had the budget to really take it yeah. to where it needed to go. I mean, when you've got to get your soundtrack from from Spotify Prime, <laughs> you know, in order to get background music, uh, which I did do just to, so I could get the full effect, you know, I I, uh, uh, I, I, I found a playlist that had. Uh, a, Need for Speed, uh, uh, Need Need for Need Need for Speed Two, which was a the, a, a fantastic soundtrack, uh, and it had they had, and someone put some some tunes from uh, I think from one of the first burnouts on there too. So you kind of had that going on, but it was very it's a very shallow game, very shallow game. The crashes are not as magnificent as they should be graphically. It's not you know, it's not as impressive uh as you would think it would it would have been, but hopefully, you know, if they're able to pull some money together, uh Dangerous Driving 2 is going to be better. Please, please for the love of everything that is good and right in this world, do not make it uh, uh, burnout that that burnout 
open world stuff. Well, it looks uh, like that's what they're going to be trying to do. Well, then yeah. I'll be out. And they're, uh, you can't, uh, to me, to me, open world burnout is the worst thing you can do to that type of game because it's too fast. Well, that would, that looks like they're, they're, they're trying to add open world and multiplayer to it as well. Uh, 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 I don't know. I think it'd be kind of fun, you know, driving uh, around and, and they're doing jump. a Nintendo switch version as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I think it'd be kind of fun to kind of, you know, you know, trash Joe's car, you know, cause you know, he can't drive anyway. So it'd be, it's going to be fun. I, anyway. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're going to do it, if they do it kind of like what kind of like what horizon does where, you know, you have to drive from one point to the other, then start the race. And the race is more or less on like a closed ish style track. That's one thing, but uh burnout paradise. Uh, and I know I I'm, I'm, I'm state, I, I I'm, I'm speaking uh, blasphemies, but burnout paradise was trash. Because mm. I could, it was too fast. Really? Uh, yeah, mm. because I, it was too fast for me to control. I, I if I gotta, I, I'm trying to, to, okay, I gotta, I gotta get to the corner of, of, of Maine and, and of Maine and Grant or whatever the different street names of the streets were, and I'm doing my burnouts and trying to keep ahead. Oh well, here comes, here comes a turn. You gotta turn here. It's like, well, no, I'm, 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 I'm moving too quick. I'm moving too fast, and I'm sorry. The idea of burnout to me, having to memorize, go, oh, you have to play the game and drive around. You get to know where all the things. Nah, that's not burnout to me. Burnout to me is giving, putting you on a closed track, and going fast and dodging traffic, or knocking cars into oncoming traffic. That's burnout. Crash mode. That's burnout. This this open world stuff. Mm-mm. Y'all can keep that. So if, if that's what they're if they're trying to give me uh, uh, the, the 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 second coming of Burnout Paradise, I'm good. Oh, Joe! It's, so I, I hear you have a response, don't you? Because you was all, mm, mm. <laughs> I know your eyes got big, Joe. <laughs> what do you think, Joe? I well, I enjoyed Burnout Paradise. So, so did I. I. I thought it was a great game. I hey, remember. I I'll, got I'll play it at Charles' the... house. <laughs> <laughs> It, you know, don't just because they're working on an open world game for dangerous driving does not necessarily mean it's going to be a burnout paradise. I mean, it's its own game. I mean, so you have to take it for face value once we see more about the game once it's released. As far as burnout paradise is concerned, it's just a different game of the series. You know, if I want to play that closed burnout style, I mean, I'm going to be booting up burn, you know, burnout revenge still uh, burnout three revenge still works uh, on Xbox one X and like it's backwards compatible and it looks great on Xbox on there. But the uh, burnout paradise uh, was a great game. I mean, I, it took a minute for me to get used and understand the map and you know, everything, but once everything opened up and once, um, I was able to, you know, get a better feel of the actual map itself. It became like second nature on that. So I pretty much I completed that game um, with all the cups and everything completed on the PlayStation 3. I've not gone gone back with the HD remaster for the current gen systems, but I do own it. So it might it. be something um, that I might go back in. I know what's cool about the um, HD. Burnout Paradise is that includes the um, DLC on there as well. So, well, all I know is is the music had better be banging, you know, because 
uh, there's a there's a composer, video game composer, the guy who did Sonic uh, R Racing, uh, Richard Jacques. Or uh, now, if he was doing the music, then I I would be down because I listen, I still listen to his music. Daytona USA, Sonic R, Metropolis Street Racing, Jet Set Radio. I want well, think I, about. I want I, I want something to do. I want I want something like that. Like I want I want some like old school you know like racing or or even something from like um oh what was it called the spaceship one wipeout you know why can't we ever get any futuristic racing games anymore you know in the comment section let us know what was your what was your favorite racer you know and if you mind multiplayer because i would love it it's racer like I would love, I'd love seriously, to see a, a, a true Ridge Racer come back. Because like I know when when uh, when Joe and I were playing Wreckfest, that was super fun watching him try to destroy my car over and over again. <laughs> I was like, "Thanks, Joe. Drive like a grandma." Nothing against grandma drivers, though. Just gaming vessels is all about grandma drivers. So, well, uh, what if I wanted to wreck you? What if I do is I was doing it on purpose because I was horrible. So let's well, go play some right now, sir. We might have to after this. So, well, on that note, that is the news section. So I'll turn it over back to, to you, Kev. All right. Well, thanks for, for dropping those, that information for our listeners there, Des. Uh, game nights. Our game nights are the official day is Thursday. And we run them from 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, typically on the PlayStation Network, uh, the games that we have in mind for our game nights uh, on the docket right now, we have Div- <coughs> uh, Division 2. Uh, <laughs> Monster, Hunter World, <laughs> Monster Hunter World Iceborne, uh, Zombie Army 4, Dauntless, Warhammer, Vermintide 2. But of course, folks, uh, if there is something that you would like to play, and you would like to be a part of our uh, game nights on Thursdays, please hit us up on the social medias or through email uh, and let us know what it is you'd be interested in playing. And chances are we, one of us or all three of us have already got it, and it wouldn't be too much of a problem for us all to get a hold of it so we can game uh, with our listeners. Uh, Contact. You can reach us at gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, that's where you want to want to send any feedback, any email uh, feedback that you have for us. If you want to uh, comment on something we said, share your views on a given topic, uh, or, ish- or if you would like to even be on the show and have us interview you so you can get your opinions on gaming and the gaming industry out there to the rest of, uh, to the rest of our listeners, uh, you're going to want to send your feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. On Twitter, uh, you can you know, our Twitter handle is gamingvessels. Uh, you can reach me at shonuff71, that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PlayStation Network, I am shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. On Xbox Live, I am shonuff071, same spelling with 071. And on Steam, I am shonuff71. Uh, Des, where can the fine folks get a hold of you at? All right, so you can definitely find me on uh, Twitter at the Nemo Six T H E N E M O 
uh, 6SIX. Um, you can also find me on PSN at Nemo Tigger. That's N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. Uh, if you want to be my friend, please send me your friend request. But, but mention that you've you, uh, you, you heard us on the uh, the gaming vessels. Because, again, there's a lot of bots out there. And I want to make sure all my friends are real-life people. Uh, Joe, where can the folks find you? As far as on Twitter, my Twitter handle is Joe Fungul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Um, on all the major gaming networks, PSN, Steam, Nintendo Network, I am under the username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. On Xbox Live, Xbox platform, I am under the same username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. Six nine six six is my handle there. So, also we are on um, Nintendo uh, Switch, um, and if you want to be our friend, um, you can let us know, and we'll send you our friend codes. You know, because again, we're playing Snack World, uh, we're playing a lot of different games on Switch as well. So, if you want to hook up on Switch, you can do that as well. Absolutely. So we want to thank you for tuning in and, and checking us out here on uh, Season 6, Episode 5. For Des, the Bay Area Terror, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. I am Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and I'm saying signing off and saying we'll see you next time. Peace!